Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. I'm loving what has already transpired this morning because mm. um, we know what we've, we've planned to say and what we're going to talk about. But that whole thing of keeping Christ at the centre and keeping absolutely keeping close to God in times mm. and seasons such as this. And it was interesting because I was having a discussion, discussion with my father yesterday, called him up and we had a chat on the phone yesterday morning and he was complaining that he was still in bed i don't know what why why would you complain that you're still in bed you know like isn't that the place that we aim to for you know like oh that's a relaxation point but yeah and, and we were discussing how because um we got to this point where we just said sick of talking about covid let's talk about god stuff you know, like I uh, reached a point Amen where it's like, that. I don't want to talk about COVID anymore. I don't it's want to talk about... It's we have to. Yeah, it? it's, it's, it's <laughs> just this common purveyance in our mindsets and in our lifestyles because it's it's trying to govern us at, at the moment. But mm. um, keeping Christ at the centre, keeping close to God in mm. seasons and times like this is so important. So we were just discussing um, different things and how um, there, were, there have been so many nations and so many cultures and so many kingdoms and so many empires that we know nothing about. And they have existed and we know that they're, that they're there because the, the Maya um, pyramids, the Egyptian pyramids, the Egyptians today could not build a pyramid. They've lost that. But we call these um, cultures primitive because all they had was stone and iron and bronze and clay and wood to work with. And we say that they're primitive, um, but they weren't primitive in any way or capacity because we can't, even with our technology, they didn't have technology, they didn't have machines, they didn't have plastic. <laughs> they, that's a great thing. You know, they, we, we're the... We're the um, the generation of plastic, you know, that the age of plastic, that's what we're going to be leaving behind. Whereas they left, uh, you know, the stone age, the iron age, the bronze age, they left that as their remnants. And But I started looking up all these incredible kingdoms and all these incredible structures and they're, down, they're in India, they're in um, South America, they're in the Middle East. And, and the reason we're talking about it, because there's one particular one, which is known as Petra today in Jordan. And I think we're going to throw up a picture of that. This thing is enormous. And this is only one part of it. And it's such an astounding um, construction. And this was made by the, rem, the, sorry, the, the, um, the children of Esau, the Edomites. So this was built by the Edomites. And Obadiah prophesied, God prophesied through Obadiah that you live in your forest. Oh, sorry, your forest. Your... <laughs> your your mountain um, fortress, that's what I meant to say, fortress and forest, very, very similar. Mountain fortress, and you think that no one can touch you, but you come down and you raid my people. And because you've got this pride in your heart, you're raiding Israel and you're, you're pillaging Israel, that you're going to come to ruin. You're just going to disappear and no one's going to see you again. Boom. That's left there now. And they don't know who built it, but it's in the Bible. If you read Obadiah, I think it's around it's chapter one, because there's only one. Uh, <laughs> I think it's around um, verse three or something like that. And so these things have been left, but they they weren't a um, primitive culture, because 
The, the pyramids today, we still don't know how they built those. We got no idea. We, we think, oh, they just did it with a rock and a, and a chisel and they chiseled them out, but we can't replicate how they did it. They weren't primitive. They were so advanced in their technology that we do not know how to reproduce their technology even today. But they were degenerative because they do not exist any longer. That has all been lost. It's all been gone. So when we get away from God, we degenerate. When, we, when God is removed from the center of our existence and then as Callum prayed right at the beginning and it hit me so, you know, that, that having him in that center place, when he's in that center place, how that peace is there. And Adrian read it out, you know, in Philippians 4, that it says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything pray and, and, and put your petitions forward. Then the peace of God that bypasses your brain meets will guard both your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. When we stay united with God, when our voice is actually echoing what heaven wants to be said here on earth, when our bodies are, are mimicking Jesus, as in not mimicking as in a puppet mimics, but when we are modeling our lives after Jesus, as heaven is actually imploring us to do, there is, a, there is something there. There is something powerful there. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. You're going to talk out of 1 Kings, aren't you? 17. Yes. Yeah. But I just wanted to start with that because if you go looking, there are so many empires and so many cultures and so many um, like just kingdoms that were – there's some stuff down in India where out of just a rock, just a bedrock, they dug down and I think it's Kailasar, Kailashar is the name of the temple and there's all um, incredible uh, – you know, caves behind it that they dug out of rock, but they don't know where the rock's gone because for hundreds of kilometres around there, there is no rubble. So they, these guys, I don't know how, they don't know how they did it. And that's the thing. But they, were, they weren't primitive, they were degenerative because now they, they no longer exist and they, that understanding that they had back then has now been swallowed up. And it's gone. Which came from God. Which came that, from God. That level of creativity, That's ingenuity, that level of excellence. Come on. God yes. gave skills to men to yep. work with stone, to work with gemstones. Yep. You read in Exodus, the first design, guide. Yep. To to craft. That all comes from, from the Father. Yes. So when a culture turns away from the Father and denies the Father, yeah. eventually they... They lose that ability to yeah. connect as much with that creative genius that Come comes on. that comes from him. Oh. So, and our culture that we live in is in moral decline because we we now have, you know, as a majority, not us, but the majority of our culture has turned its back on the father, yeah. and so our culture is in moral decline. And and you see throughout history, whenever a culture started to deny God and started to decline, he, he gave them opportunities again and again and again to turn back to him. Yep. He allowed things to happen to get their attention and it was up to them whether they repented or not, but then he would allow something else to get their attention and allow something else to make them stop and think, hey, maybe the things that I'm depending on 
aren't, aren't going to be there forever. And, yeah. I, and I need to turn back to God and depend on God. It's like we're, at the moment, we're trying to prop up our culture. We're trying to prop up our economy. We're trying to cop, prop up um, what our, we, we class as community and civilization um, for what cause? Just mm. for the perpetuation of this culture. Yeah. But when you have a kingdom mindset, see, we think they were primitive because they had a heaven and earth mindset. Mm. And a lot of these temples and places that they built weren't just for gods. They were for the God, but they didn't know the God. Um, but then they got into idol worship and to, into false God worship. And that's when mm. they disappeared. And they, yeah. they ended up killing themselves out, wiping themselves out, or they were wiped out by another nation. Yeah. But So the, the thing is, regardless of the seasons that we go through, regardless of the, the situations we go through, we must keep our focus on the things of God. Yeah. And what is heaven saying, to, you know, what is heaven demonstrating? What is heaven requiring? Um, of us in this season not because so much has been just about what does the government require how much time we spend on what what is the government what is what are the medical specialists require of us and we have to we have to do that i mean we, we have to we have to have those conversations respect but. those that are in authority this is what we're called to do respect those in, in authority but i am glad that there is a remnant that is still crying out to god mm -hmm. in this season because yeah. To be honest, that's what's propping up our culture. Otherwise, it would be wiped out. It is because the, the church is still alive yeah. and is crying out yeah. uh, for God to move in our nation. That is what is, is substantiating our existence mm. is yeah. because of that. Yeah. It, it's Purely not because of our economy. Of it's not because of our goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it's not because of anything we've done. <laughs> so true. Yeah. So we, we want to look at, at One King's. Um, chapter 17, uh, verse 7. Yes. And, and this was a time in history when, when the culture was in decline, when they turned, Israel had turned its, its back on God and was worshipping worshiping other idols. And God had, had spoken to Elijah and said, I want you to speak over the heavens and say the, the rain's going to stop. So God said, I'm not going to send any rain on the land because, because they're worshipping idols. And he told Elijah to actually prophesy that, yeah. that there's not going to be any rain until God says so. Isn't that amazing that God still um, required us to partner with him to speak those words here in the material cosmos mm. so that that heavenly perspective, that heavenly um, directive was actually... It permeated. Yeah, it, it was activated because when when Elijah spoke, spoke it, out, it, yeah, it happened. So God could have just gone. I'm going to shut it up. That's but the God power of agreement with heaven, Mom, isn't it? That agreement he, with heaven. We are His prophetic yep. um, declaration on I the earth. Yeah. When we partner with heaven, when we hear from God, when we speak it out, it happens. Yes. So God could have made it happen without Elijah, but He said, "I want you to say it." Yeah, but God always. That's how he moves. Yeah. He always needs something here to, to work through. Not that he has to. He chooses to. He chooses mm. to because he, he loves us so much that he wants to partner with us and wants us partnering with him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It should be us partnering with him. He doesn't need to partner with us, but he chooses, he chooses to. Chooses to. Isn't that so amazing? Yeah. He chooses to. Yeah. Mm. So, there, so there was a drought happening and... It, this drought actually went on for three and a half years, so it was a, it was a long drought. It, it created a famine. 
people were were starving and um so we'll read we'll read from verse seven and the and the creek or the whatever yeah. Elijah was <clears throat> I just drank my Roy boss yeah so verse seven <laughs> first Kings 17 verse seven yes go for it so sometime later Elijah was out in the desert it says he was being fed um, by ravens and he was drinking from a brook so As God, you do. God was um, taking care of him during the drought. And then sometime later, the, book, the brook dried up because there'd been no rain in the land. And then the word of the Lord came to him, this is Elijah, go at once to Zarephath, Zarephath of Sidon and stay there. I have commanded a widow in that place to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath and when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. Mm. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so that I may have a drink? And as she was going to get it, he called and bring me please a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she acknowledged God in this moment. She replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. And the, the title of our message this morning is A Little Flower and a Little Oil. Mm. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do what you have said. But first make a small cake of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord God of Israel says. The jar of flour will oh. not be used up yeah, yeah. and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord gives rain on the land. Yeah. So she went away and she did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word the Lord had spoken to Elijah. Isn't that astounding? Yeah. There is so much in this, in those few sentences that you just read out. Mm. Um, but that, that point there, so there was food every day for, for Elijah and for the woman and her family. It doesn't say and her son. Yeah. It says her family. Yeah. So she was able to be generous to those around her, those in her collection, those in her community. Um, because of her alignment with heaven. Yeah. So beautiful. Because of her obedience. Yeah. So so it had been it'd been a tough couple of years. And it's been a tough couple of years. Like we we can't we can't dance around the fact that this last two years has been crazy. It's been very unique and it's been difficult for a lot of people. And um but you know, I just, I just want to give glory this morning. I don't want to give glory to how tough it's been, even though that's the reality, but I want to thank God that he's kept us. We are here. He's, you know, he's, we're still here, aren't we? We're still here. We're still standing. God has kept us safe. God has kept us secure. God has kept us sane when we've been locked at home and we can't see anybody and we can't gather and we don't know what tomorrow is going to look like and we don't by heck know what next week's going to look like. But he's <laughs> kept heck. us safe. He's kept us strong. He's kept us secure. He's kept us sane. So, yes. you know, can we give him some Come thanks on, for that? so good. And you at home, so 
Give him some thanks yes, for that. Give him on. some thanks. See, you're still standing. You're still strong. You're still praising him. He's been so faithful and he is so faithful in every season. Yeah. So I just wanted to start by saying that. You know, but the widow had already, she'd already lost her husband, right? Yep. The Bible calls her a widow. And it doesn't say that he died in the drought. It says she was already a widow mm. and she was in the middle of this drought. She was a single parent. She, she was trying to raise her son the best way that she could. There was, there was no welfare for widows back then. There was no oh. parenting payment no that, she, that was going into her bank account every week. No government she was money. just relying on what she could grow in, in her patch of dirt and, and that was what they lived on. So she was already doing it tough before the drought came along, before, before it stopped raining and... You know how we did we did some deliveries the other day and we we had the privilege of delivering some ice cream um, packages to people some care packages just to say hi just to say we're thinking of you we're missing you but but you know we got to chat to some people and it was so nice it was so good to be able to chat to you but but one of the things that I heard from from a couple of people is it just feels like it's been one thing after another like you know. It, this had already happened and then COVID hit or, or this was already happening in my family or this was already happening in my workplace and then the pandemic came and it just feels like it's been one thing after another. Well, for the widow, it was just one thing after another. Her husband <laughs> oh, had already exactly. died. She was trying to raise her son all by herself. Yep. She was doing the best that she could do. She was planting wheat. She was praying for rain. She was, you know... Um, getting her little crop of olives and making oil out of it so that she could make bread to, to feed her family. And then, and then the drought came. And the drought affected everyone in her community, just like everything that's happened in the last couple of years. It's affected everyone in the community. We've all been in the same position. And we don't know at what point it, it's, God sent Elijah and said, go, Go, I have already prepared a widow to, to feed you. You need to go and you need to find her. And um, it's funny because when he turns up, she doesn't say, she's already heard from God because God says, I've already spoken to her. Yeah. I've already told her to feed you. And when, when he turns up, the funny thing is she doesn't go, oh, you're the guy. You're the guy God told me I had to bake some bread for. She wasn't fessing up. When he said, hey, can you get me some water and can you get me some bread? She goes, I'm on my last meal. But isn't it funny how she says, as surely as the Lord your God lives? Because she'd been spoken to by God. But yeah. she's like, I don't know how I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. Because, and then when he turns up, she's like frustrated, frazzled. Here it is. Yeah, she's on her last She's on her last bit of energy. The, she's the at the word, end of a rope. Yeah, and mm. and she's at the end of a rope because she says, "I'm I'm gathering a few." In the Aramaic or the Hebrew, it actually says, "I'm gathering two sticks to go home and make a meal for my son and I that we may die." The word is muth. The word "die" there actually could mean to kill as well. So she was going home to potentially end their lives. 
And that was it. She was right on that verge. And then he turns up and says, make me some bread. And she goes, no, surely as the Lord, your God lives. <laughs> she didn't even want to say my God, our God, because she was at, she was at the end. She, she was done. She was dusted. She was done. And have you, have you ever been in that position? Huh. I am honest enough to say I've been in that position. I have caused her to be. Where... <laughs> You know, you're done, you're tired, you're exhausted, you've been through a tough season and then God asks something of you. I can name the time. And you're like, God, hello, I'm the one that needs help right now. No, forgive you for I'm the one that's uh, I'm the one that's praying and asking for help and God says, I want you to help that person and you're like, that can't be God. Yeah. That is not the voice of God that has to be the that's devil. That's their God that's Because God. I am done. I am so tired. I don't have anything left to give. Yeah. And God says, but I want you to pray for that person. I want you to help that person. I want you to reach out to that person. Yeah. I want you to cook a meal for that person. Um, and you're like, God, this week, really? This week? I just when go I haven't got die. one minute to spare? Yes. Or you want me to tithe right now when... When we're living on what my mother would say, the smell of an oily rag, when we've hardly got two cents to rub together, God, really, you want us to give more? Yeah. You want us to give more? She was crying out for God to send someone to help her, and God sent someone to ask something of her. Whoa. But sometimes our blessing that God sends us is disguised. Come on. Yeah. Sometimes it's disguised as an inconvenience. Sometimes it's disguised as a burden. Sometimes our blessing looks like a burden. Sometimes the increase looks like an inconvenience. Sometimes the blessing just looks like something that I don't have the energy for. But if we will just trust God, if we will just obey God in that moment where we feel like, I'm at the end of my tether. I've got nothing left to give God, but you're asking me to do this, so I'll do this. Mm. And that was, the, that was the key. That small act of obedience yep. was the key to God increasing her life. Yeah. It, was the, it was the key to her future. Mm. It was the answer that she'd been asking for. And, and Elijah nailed it because she, she expressed her whole heart here. In saying, I'm going to go home and we're going to, we're going to die. Mm. And he, he hits it by saying, don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Mm. It, it's amazing how fear, when you start believing fear, it, become, it controls your life. Mm. If you believe fear um, in the fear, then the fear materializes and it becomes something that can affect your life dramatically. And yeah. this had affected her life. There is no way out. There's no way forward. This is, this is the end. Mm. And he's saying, don't be afraid. Go home and do as I have said. Mm. But first, make a small – do as I have said. Go home and make a meal for your, your son and you. Mm. But first, make me something. Yeah. He didn't say, no, no, don't kill yourself. What are you talking about, you crazy widow? Mm. No, he didn't say that. Mm. He said, go and do as you said, but first make me a little bread. Mm. So then she went home and got her little bit her, of oil. A um, handful oil, of flour. handful of flour and her little bit of oil in a jar. Mm. And she started making the bread. Yeah. And then it didn't run out. Mm. 
made the bread and it didn't run out. Yeah. Bang. Fear is replaced by faith. Yeah. By expectation. What just happened? People say seeing is believing. I disagree. Because I have seen things happen and then my immediate question is, did that really happen? Did my eyes deceive me? Did that really happen? And then my heart's got to step in, my spirit's got to step in and say, God just did that. Mm. So she had to say, oh, wait a minute, maybe I misjudged. Maybe there was another jar in the pantry. You know, yeah. what? what's going on? But no, Elijah said, go and do as you have said you're going to mm. do. But first, make me a little bread. Mm. And that's all she had. And that's all she had. That and that. Yeah. It's all she had in her pantry. She was down to the last, to the last meal, and she was she was looking at the natural food. Mm. See, Elijah had had ravens bringing him food, as you yeah. do. Mm. Like, has ever anyone ever had a raven bring him food? Bridie, had, what are you nodding for? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> so. Johnny Raven. <laughs> but, but you just, you think, right, this, this drought's been going on for a long time. Right, it's been going on for so long that that's what she's down to. Yeah. So she's been praying and asking God for relief for a long time. Yeah. But God had a purpose in, in allowing this season yep. because of the bigger picture of getting Israel to turn back to him. But, but so it had, it had to... Yeah. It had to be seen. It had to be seen through, yes. didn't it? It couldn't. It couldn't be cut short, because God's purpose had to be accomplished. But she'd been praying for a long time. You know, she'd been watching her wheat wither. Yeah. She'd been, you know, praying over the olive tree to produce olives, but it was just too dry. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't producing anything. And so she'd started to believe that God wasn't hearing her. She'd started to believe that he didn't care about the fact that she and her son might die. Wow. And wow. she'd started to think that he wasn't listening. Mm. But in the meantime, God was telling the ravens to stop bringing food to Elijah. To shift in, him from his place of comfort. Yeah, to shift him. Vision. And, and he was drying up the brook yep. so that Elijah would have to move. So when we think... God's not doing anything. I'm praying oh, and nothing's on. changing. Come on. He's, he's busy shifting things yeah. to bring about the answer. Yeah. To bring about. And sometimes our answer is contingent on someone else's obedience. Ooh. Because Elijah was the one that was entrusted with her answer. And so God was busy moving in Elijah's life to shift him so that he could bring the word yeah. that, that would bring breakthrough to her. Mm. So sometimes we're praying and saying, God's not hearing me. God doesn't love me. God doesn't care about the hardship that I'm going through because that's when the enemy comes in and says, you know, you can't take this anymore. God's not listening. How much longer are you going to believe that this is going to happen? How stupid are you that you're still praying for this? <laughs> and meanwhile, the enemy's in her ear, but God's shifting things and God's moving things and God's busy bringing about Come Come the on. answer to her prayer. Yeah, yeah. Can, so the, is, the devil the, is a liar. He is. So when he's saying God's not doing anything, God's not going to answer you, this is never going to end, God doesn't care about what you're going through, mm. 
that's when we turn around and say no. It might look like nothing's changing right now, but I know that God's shifting things. I know, I know my that God God's is working for good. moving things. Yeah. He's working all things together for good. Yeah. For those that love him because I love him and I have a calling mm. and we all have a calling. And so yeah. God was busy doing something. Can, can I just share yeah. like a, that story I told you from Bethel? Their, their message. Um, I don't know if anyone's listened to Bethel's last week. It was the go in gospel. And it was talking about these guys that were in, Him in the Himalayas um, working, I think it was with the Tibetan people. And it's a very isolated people group, but they, they took some friends there that were missionaries and they'd been living there for years. And they went up onto this high place and they were just worshipping God and they were looking down on a Buddhist temple. And so they were praising God and just worshipping God. And then they, the lady said, well, we'll just go down and spend five minutes so you can see what um, Tibetan Buddhism looks like. And so they went down there into the temple and, um, the, and they're walking around. And as, as you walk in, there's this pile of rocks. And on the rocks are all these words written on the rocks. And, and people come in with um, their prayer requests or something that they need an answer to and they give it to the monks and they pay the monks and they pile these rocks up and there's just stacks and stacks of rocks there. And then there's these um, prayer um, columns that they walk past and they spin the columns as they're praying and there are people just circling around these things and the woman says that they do this because they have no hope because the Tibetan um, Buddhism uh, religion says that if your good doesn't outweigh your bad while you're on earth, then you'll come back, you'll be reincarnated as something lesser. Um, so they're praying as they get older that they and, they, and every time they spin them, they believe that that spinning is causing their prayers to ascend to heaven. Um, but we know that heaven isn't a long way up there. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven has come near you. It is, it is right here. We just can't see it. God's realm is here. Jesus did not just go up into the clouds. He was obscured from their sight. And he will appear in the same way that he, he went. We think it's a rising and going up, but it's actually the hierarchical position that he is higher. He is elevated. He is bigger. He's beyond. You know, so anyway, they went in and they were looking at these things. She's explaining the whole cycle to their friends, the missionaries that are with them. And the Holy Spirit told her to go on talk to this one woman and it must have been a, an old Tibetan woman there and because they showed a photo and you hear all the Americans go oh and so they showed the photo on the podcast you can't hear it see it because it's listening and as she went over she said oh can I sit with you and the the woman says yes yes talk with me come come sit 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 pray for my knees because I'm in pain my knee oh no my ear Pray for my ear because I'm in such pain in my ear. So the woman prayed for her, bang, healed. And then she, she jumps up and starts lifting up a skirt and goes, pray for my knees, pray for my knees. I have such pain in my knees. So she prays for her knees and God heals her. And then people start gathering around and she's like, whoa, whoa, this is getting out of control because they're not meant to be doing this in the Buddhist temple. And so then she tries to take this woman away to talk to her and but people have heard and so they start going back into the village and getting their sick they start bringing out people that are unwell and getting that so their five minutes in this buddhist temple ended up being hours that they spent just praying for people god moved the spirit fell and you just go wow what an incredible story just to cut it short they they leave there they i don't know where they tell this story but i think it's back in america they're telling the story of what happened 
to some friends and they went, really? Because they knew these friends had been to the same village as them and they went, okay. Person runs off, comes back and goes, is this the person? And they've got a photograph, an old photograph of this woman when she was 20 years younger. Somebody went to this village and took a photo of this woman, made masses of them, copies of them, and sent them out to all the churches that they were in relationship with and said, pray for this woman. Um, I don't know if she was significant in this village or whatever, but pray for this woman, for this village. This woman represents this village that has not heard the gospel. Pray for them. So these people are just dumbfounded that now they are sitting there hearing the testimony of this person who has been praying for this woman for 20 years and now telling her that they just prayed for this woman, she was healed, and then the village got, got delivered, got, God is moving, God is moving. So in this time we can be complaining or we can be praying. We can be complaining because scientific mindset says if there's no evidence, then it doesn't exist. Faith says even if there is no evidence, God still exists. Faith says our faith is rewarded when we don't see and we still believe. Our faith is rewarded even in if the fig tree doesn't blossom, even if there be no fruit on the vine, even if the the, everything fails, the crop fails, and there's nothing in the stalls, and there's nothing around, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. Sorry, I just stole that from you. I got a little excited. You were doing it before, so I thought I'd better have a shot. It's good. It's good. <laughs> you know, I, I know that some people have just cruised through this, and that's, <laughs> that's awesome. I honour those people. That's fantastic. That have just cruised through this going, I've really enjoyed COVID shutdown. I'm like... That's, that's great, but I, but I want to talk to the people that have done it tough for a minute. Yes, come on. I want to talk to the people that you feel like you've been treading water for two years and you've just been keeping your head above the waves. And I know for some people their workplace has been really challenging. I know for some people their home life has been really challenging. School kids or work from home and juggle 55 things at once. I know for some people just the whole debate over the vaccine has really... Oh been confusing because I've had conversations with these people and I know some people have just felt so alone and abandoned in some ways and you know the enemy would try would try and speak to you now and say you know you've grown weaker and and you can't make it through this but but I want to speak over on, you that even time. if you're tired, Come on. you're stronger yes. than you were two years ago. Yes. Because one thing that happens when you when you have to tread water is that you get stronger. Yeah. <laughs> your muscles get stronger. So you're more resilient than you were two years ago. And we all know that you're more flexible than you were two years oh, ago flexible. because we've all had to change the way we do things weekly or monthly. Every second day. We've all had to spin, you know, on a dime and do things one way one week and a different way the next week. So the enemy might try and come to you and say, you're weaker, you're alone, you're depleted. But, but I speak over you that you are larger, yeah, God that God's been you. stretching you, that God's been strengthening you, yes. that God's been making you more, more resilient because these are the stretching seasons. Mm. These are the seasons when God prepares us to carry more. 
And even though it's been hard, we've grown. Mm. You've grown. We've grown. We've all grown. And even though we've felt alone, we've had to depend on God like never before. And even if you feel like, you know, God, I've been trying to read the word and I've been trying to pray, but I feel like I'm down to my last little bit of flour and I'm down to my last little bit of bread and I'm down to my, my last little bit of oil. And, but that, that's enough for God to work with. Yeah. If, you know, you hold on to that because that's enough for God to build on. That's enough for God to work with. You only need a little bit. You only need a little bit of his word. You only need to be holding on to one scripture, one promise. One word of God is enough for him to build on and for him to see you through. So God's God's going to do it. God's doing it in us. God's, so God's building us. God's preparing us. He's making us stronger. So potentially this story, 4,000 years old, maybe maybe less, maybe more like, I don't know, 3,600, let's say that. Because I'm, I'm just going off how I remember when Elijah was around. I think he was around 1860 BC. Somebody? Somebody? Come on, you've done Bible college, haven't you? Thumbs up. Good. Like so this story, that was, this was just a, a, an incident that happened back then. Yeah. Why was it recorded? Potentially it was recorded for us in this season so that we could grab hold of, even though it's dry, even though it, it feels like there's nothing left, the depth of this story brings life to us today. It shows us the goodness of God today. It shows us that if he did it for a widow in Zarephath back then on near Sidon, then he can do it in Mildura near Wentworth. Amen. <laughs> Knows, There's nothing else around us. He knows where we are. Yes. He knows where you Come are. Come on. He knows exactly where we are. He hasn't lost he hasn't sight of us. You. He hasn't. We have not left his heart. We have not mm. left his mind. Yeah. We have not left his lips. Yeah. We, his hand is not too short yeah. that it cannot extend yeah. out to us. Yeah. He is still there. Mm. And so it's, yeah, I'm just amazed at how these stories um, are so relevant to us today, mm. even though their culture was different, even though yeah. everything was different back then. Yeah. It is so relevant because the human condition is the same today as it was back then. Mm. We still need these things. We still have fears. We still have concerns. We still have doubts about mm. things. But there's one thing that is, is certain, that is true back then as it is today, that the Lord God Almighty reigns, mm. that there is no other God but the God of Israel, the God of heaven and yeah. earth. Yeah. You know, he is the only true God. Yes. And, um, and we believe in him because he is true. Mm. Amen. He is true. Mm. Uh, C.S. Lewis does this whole debate on, on belief. And he says, you know, science believes what it wants. It wants to believe that evolution is true because it wants to believe it's true because if it's not true, what's the alternative? They believe in it because they want it to be true. And he says the same talking, you know, about um, belief that Christianity, we believe in Christianity because we want it to be true. It is true, but we want it to be true as well. That's why we believe in it. When we accept this message, we go, we want that to be true, that Jesus did represent the Father, that Jesus did tell us that all these things are going to happen, that Jesus, and, 
And I look now and I and I every time I, I see something dramatic or something devastating happen, I'm reminded Jesus said, when these things happen, remember that I told you first. Then lift your eyes because your redemption is near. Yeah. Your God is near. Yeah. God is yes. near. Your salvation is near. Yeah. Heaven is near. Healing is near. Every provision is near. Yeah. Everything yeah. that heaven pours out is near. Mm. All he needs is for us to partner with heaven. Yeah, yeah. That so is so beautiful. God sent Elijah to tell the widow, it's not, it's not time for you to curl up and die. It's mm. time for you to live. Yep. It's time for you to plant another crop. It's time for you to plant more wheat. Yeah. It's time for you to sow again. And I feel like it's time Mom. for a new season. Yeah. And I, and I need to tell you, it's time to sow again. It's time to dream again. Come on. It's time to step out in faith Unleash again. Unleash that creative genius again. Yeah, it's, it's time to hope again. It's time to, it's time to live again. Stop, stop <laughs> thinking about the material. Stop mm. thinking about what everything that we can't do and everything that we're being forced to do. And, and be reminded of everything that we are free mm. in, everything that we're free to do, everything that we're free in God to release. We can pray for people that aren't even on our continent mm. and God can move. Yeah, yeah. We don't, it, it's not just people that aren't in our eyesight or in our earshot. It's like we can pray for people on other continents and God will move on their behalf because we're praying. Because yeah. we are partnering with heaven to bring about a heavenly result. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So. I agree. I want to I wanna pray for people this morning. People that feel like, either feel like you're far from God or God's far from you. It's not. Or, or people that. You might be watching and you don't even know God, but but this is your moment to draw near to Him. Mm. This is your moment to receive Him and say, I don't want to go into this new season without you, God. I don't yeah. want to go into the future without you. So I want, I want to pray for you this morning. And if you don't know God, then all you need to say is, Jesus, I accept everything you did for me. Please be part of my life. Mm. I I give you my the little bit that I have left. I want to give it to you. Mm. And I want you to do something with it. I want you to take me into my future. So yeah. thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that Father you, ha- you have never left us. You have never forsaken so us. True. You never leave us without help. You always hear us when we cry out to you. Mm. You're always busy working, bringing about your plans and your purposes on the earth and in our lives. Father, I just pray for your presence to be with every person right now, Lord, whether they know you or whether they don't know you. Lord Jesus, I pray that they will know your presence, that you are so close to them in this moment that you will just saturate them in your love and your peace right now that you will assure them that you hold their future and that they can trust you with the the little bit that they have left the little bit of hope Mm. the little bit of word that they've been holding on to the little bit of hope that they've been holding on to 
And if you don't know Jesus, just say, Lord Jesus, I accept you. I thank you that you died for me so that I could live. I thank you that you can give me peace, that you can give me a hope, that you can give me a future. And I want to spend eternity with you. Thank you, Father, that you have an eternity for us. Not only do you have a future for us on this earth, but you have an eternity for us that goes far beyond this, this earth right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your promise. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Yes. Thank you, Father. Father, I just thank you for the transformation that is taking place right now. Mm. The transformation. Lord, that when we... When we're not anxious, when we, we let go of that fear and we just go, God, it's yours here. Here I'm afraid of, of, of giving away my last little bit of flour and last little bit of oil. But Elijah said, do not be afraid. Father, I thank you for the transformation mindsets that are coming in right now. That we're not called to conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for the wisdom that flows, the truth that is flowing, the peace that is flowing right now. Father, we just release the power of your Holy Spirit over those right now listening and watching. And we just thank you in advance for the goodness that you're doing, that you're releasing, that your heart is is only for good for us, Father. And I am so grateful for that. Oh, to live is Christ, to die is gain. But Father, thank you that you have called us to live for Christ in this season, in this time, in this generation. And we continue to say, Father, have your way. Have your way. May your kingdom come, your kingdom of glory, your kingdom of healing, your kingdom of provision, your kingdom of peace, your kingdom of righteousness. And may your will be done. And according to your nature, There's no other name, no other name. That name, Jesus, salvation, whole, complete, saved. Your name encompasses it all, Jesus, for us. Thank you for the salvation that we have. Salvation, saved. Saved from living a materialistic life. Saved from just living in a realm where we don't see things as we should. But thank you that you saved us. You opened our eyes. You opened our ears so that we can not just look, but we can see. And not just listen, but we can hear. Thank you, Father. Eyes to see, ears to hear. What you are saying and what you are doing in this world, in this nation, in our lives, at this moment, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 You're a glorious Father. You're an awesome God. Yeah. Oh, we're so privileged to have you, Father, in our lives. Ooh, amen. Yeah. Amen. Hey, I've I've had a few texts from people. Um, Adrian forgot to do the the offering, and that's such an important thing to us. So there, it's on the screen right now. You know what to do. (laughs) And if you're watching and we don't know you and you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email us, message us on our website, River Edge Church. Info at at riveredgechurch.com.au. 
If you've just made a decision for Jesus and you need someone to call you, if you need someone to bring you a Bible, if you need someone to talk to, we you, would love it. message us, message us and come and join with us when we meet together in November. We're so excited to see everyone. November 7, be here. November 7, that's why he was he forgot the offering because he was so excited about saying, hey, guy. And, and if we get it opened up where we can have 500 outside, we're doing an outside service because we've got our new pergola out there that the band can sit under. The rest of us plebs have to sit out in the sun, but they'll be undercover out there. Yeah. <laughs> you should see it. It looks what? fantastic. What's Call nice in during the week and have a look. Yeah. It's awesome. Great seeing you again. Well, sorry, it's great to be seen by you again. Um, and yeah, we're praying we for will you. See you soon. And that word was for you today. Mm. Grab hold of that word today. Doesn't matter if you're feeling depleted. It's not. It doesn't matter if what you're seeing, your resources dwindling, or your realm of of influence diminishing. God has more for you. Amen. Let's partner with heaven. Amen. Hey, let's partner with heaven. What could be better than that? It's the best. Clear eyes, open ears, full hearts. Can't lose. I don't know where I was going with that. Catch you next week, guys. Stay in contact with all your life groups. Have an awesome week. Love you, Stacks. See ya. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.